0: Podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, DP Peters, and the Resident Moose himself, Mo Nuwara. After a 3-2, week 17, we finished 44, 36, and 5 in the Las Vegas Super Contest. Good for 55%, which is, you know, I'm happy with. And a top 16% finish, but not a top 3% finish, did not finish in the money, officially finished, tied for 290th. But if we pick 55% winners, one year we're going to bank. I have to believe that. It's going to happen. It's got to win our flips. That's right. That's right. Sometimes we just, you know. We or we should stuff. just submit two cards
1: and put the opposite <laughs> picks on the other card and then we'll yeah, be can- good to go.
0: I've been... I'm still coming to the world from Sydney, Australia, so I've, I've read part of this piece on the so-called barista that won the Super Contest, but Donnie or any of you guys, can you just fill me in? What the hell's going on here?
1: Yeah, so... well, let me pull up the uh, the guy who won his name. His name was Damon G. I forget his last name, but so he's just. he was from himself he said he's a starbucks barista aka he makes coffee so last year he entered the super contest and he had one entry and he enjoyed it so much that he wanted to save up some money and put in two entries this year that seems a little bit pricey for somebody who's on a starbucks salary unless starbucks is just paying bank these days and none of us know about it so he puts in two entries so there was a couple of people that had put in two entries earlier in the year we talked about uh jank mark davis and jank nation who had two entries that were tied for first at one point or tied for second i forget but uh that entry was picking the same picks this entry with damon the winner and his other entry he was you know kind of mixing it up a fair bit but going into the final week he was tied for fourth with both cards so he had one card called pops 2008 um, which was his backup card and then his main card was like pops Two, four, six, eight, or something, different numbers. So he picks his best five picks and he puts them on his main card, which is like the Pops two, four, six, eight, or whatever. And then he just takes the opposite sides on all five of the games and puts them on his backup card. His backup, he ends up going 0 and 5 on the main card. So 0 and 5 on his quote unquote best picks, goes 5 and 0 on his. Other side of his picks, which I guess you would say are his worst picks if he thinks that the you know the other five are the five best, and he ends up
2: winning the super contest because of that
0: absolutely so, yeah. insane how live I'll believe this city it's,
2: uh I'll believe this idiot's a barista when <sighs> I see his uh copy of his paycheck and then he said he also said that on
1: the on that Sunday he purposely slept in late, only watched the fourth quarter of the early games and then went into work to and then was like sweating the other games while at work which to me is absolutely insane because you're you know you're kind of in some sort of contention to win a lot of money how do you not call in sick you can't it's not like going to you're not going to a bar where you have tvs everywhere with the nfl what starbucks has tvs on (laughs) just nfl games just everywhere where you can just watch you know what i mean like what i don't understand how you could ever go into work that day
0: so while you were talking about that story, that story, I looked up what the average Starbucks barista makes in the United States, and thanks to PayScale.com, uh, I see that shift managers—so let's say not only is he a barista, but he's a shift manager uh, as a barista—they make between nine twelve and thirteen forty-four per hour. So let's just call it eleven. Uh, this gentleman, in order to make three thousand dollars. And have two entries in the super contest. This gentleman would have to work thirty-four eight-hour shifts, so basically a month. Do
1: we know? Do we know where he was from? I don't remember seeing that know, story. But that's—it's absolutely baloney. <laughs> it's but I'm saying up. if he's if he's not from Vegas, he likely had to
0: pay a proxy. Oh yeah, that's too. right. That proxy. So that's you know, it's a couple more and, hundred dollars on top of yeah, it. Add another week's worth of, of coffee making. To, to have two
3: entries, yeah. And the guy who finished second, a farmer from <laughs> Iowa or something, who also right. paid a proxy. Ay. these
0: guys, these guys are firing off rake and proxy feeds. We're drawing so lot, guys. I promise you, in our lifetime, we're gonna win this contest. That's a, that's a goddamn guarantee. And we're I encourage
1: big... all of our listeners to enter the contest yeah, if you have half it, a it. brain. <laughs> if, if it's like have... this is. Li- this must have been like what poker was like for all the pros in like 2004, 2005. They're like, we can never not play this thing. It just can't happen. Until like in, you know, eight years, people will start to catch up and it'll get very sharp. But
0: until that happens, just take my money. So we are going to continue to roll on throughout the playoffs. If you guys listened to us last year, uh, we're just going to pick the games. And while we're not in any sort of contest, I think giving our opinions will help guide you whether you're fading us or, or betting with us, or maybe somebody on here or say something that you haven't thought of yet. Uh, and, you know, just have some fun with it. That's really what we're here for, anyway. Um, and on that note, I also want to thank uh, Super Fan, uh, fantasysupercontest.com uh, for tracking us all season. You can still check out our stats or any other types of stats on there the the winner his two entries anything like that fantasy supercontest.com and one more bit of housekeeping we're going to do the raffle next week cuz i'm still in australia and it's a, a bit of a mess right now so i'm going to get stateside i'm going to get uh, some american soil under my feet and uh, then we'll do the raffle next week i think we should still take entries this week uh, right give the guys and the gals some opportunities to get some tickets agree disagree
1: I mean, I'm in, we just have to solidify the lines.
0: Uh, Why not whatever, lock them in? Whatever lines we use on this podcast, how about that?
2: Sounds like a plan to me. There's All only right. one to me that looks different than than it looked when I uh, was looking at them last night. So yeah, uh, we'll leave that points, up to you. A yep. half
0: point of movement in this. the first game we'll discuss, which is... I mean, uh, well now it's moved again, since I just refreshed after... Getting up here at 1 a.m. Sydney time. We'll we'll go with this line. <laughs> 3.5 is the line. Oakland at Houston. It is the Saturday early game. Uh, that was the lock of the weekend. That this game was going to be the first played on Saturday. Oakland, of course, without David Carr. Uh, now, McGloin is a bit of a question mark. After leaving Sunday's game with an injury, he is listed as... Questionable. He was limited in practice yesterday with that shoulder injury. Connor Cook would be the starting quarterback, Michigan State's own Connor Cook, if McGloin can't go. And then on the other side of the ball, Tom Savage suffers a concussion. He is listed as out, so it is Brock Icewater back on the field for the Houston Texans. A three and a half is the line we will use right now. The spread.com is showing that 60% of bets are on... The home side, the Houston Texans. Uh, But all of us here uh, are on Oakland, save for DP. So I'll let DP go first. You are taking the points with either Matt McGloin or Connor Cook. Uh, Let me know what you're thinking here, DP.
1: Well, Connor Cook was named the starter, I'm pretty sure.
0: Or I did that backwards. You're the only one laying the points with the Texans. I and am they're also, uh, they're also without Derek Carr in addition to being without David. Did I, did I rip a David Carr? Having the Texans in there makes that especially easy <laughs> to screw that up. Yeah.
1: I just, I don't, I mean, I don't really care for this game. I don't like it. I kind of just flipped a coin now that, and I was going off Texans minus four, which it has on Pinnacle when I checked this morning. Um, so yeah, so I like three and a half even more. I just, I just don't, I don't like the state of what he, the this Raiders team is in. Um, and I, I mean, not that I rely on Brock Osweiler at all. I think that guy is absolutely horrible. But I do think that the the Houston Texans D can can get up big and really win them this game. Um, in it, you know, I don't think it'll be as much of a blowout as we saw last week with the. Broncos and Raiders where the defense just completely shut out that Raiders offense. But I think we can see a similar sort of, of gap in the score where it's, you know, it's much bigger than you would have ever anticipated. You know, I don't know, something like a 20 to 10 type of game. Um, And the Texans are going to win. I think home field advantage is big here. Um, Just with the Raiders, just kind of feeling dejected, losing that last game of the year, losing their, you know, MVP candidate star quarterback. It's just, it doesn't look good for them. And I don't think Khalil Mack can do it all. Unfortunately.
0: That was Derek Carr, right? Derek
3: Carr that got injured. Yes, Derek Carr. <laughs> not David. It's uh, broke. It's broken. <laughs> it, you sure it's not McCown? It could be McCown. It could be Luke McCown under center. For is he Oakland. still
1: on a team right now? See, like, is he still a thing?
0: McNown you guys didn't take McCown? that quiz I sent you, Cade. Oh, I definitely want to take that at some quiz. point.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I actually have that quiz clicked and open on a tab, Mo, but I haven't uh, done it yet.
0: Most Sporkle is the best. Yeah, Mo sent us a Sporkle, Sporkle the where they're asking you not only who are the starting quarterbacks at the beginning of the season, but the quarterbacks on each team's roster, which is, I mean, terribly difficult. Some, some teams carrying four quarterbacks, i.e. the Jets, I guess they're not difficult to guess though, but... Yeah, it's a it's a fun little quiz look on Sporkle. Uh, also in my terrible hosting to start the show, I failed to mention that Moe uh, finished as the leader uh, among our individual picks. He mirrored the contest for us as the collective at 44, 36, and 5. Uh, DP was right on his heels at 42, 38, and 5. Then Brett went right past me, 42, 40, and 3. And then I put up a 1 and 4 stinker. Uh, 40, 39, and 6, but all of us above 500. Uh, Most since you were the leader, I'll let you talk about uh, Oakland here.
2: Heavy lean, small lean, what you got here? Big lean. Big lean. And by the way, uh, I think I got 74 of 92 on that quiz, so come at me, you guys. Um, for this one, I, I really do like the Raiders. Uh, I also had it uh, looking at looking at it, I, I had it at four last night when I looked at it. Um, and initially, when I looked at this game, I actually was definitely leaning toward the Texans being above minus three. That was my initial feeling when we discussed the lines uh, when they came out the night of week 17. But then the more I thought about it this week the more I've liked the Raiders. Uh, it's First of all, it's just an overall talent level thing more than anything. Um, The Raiders just have a a much higher overall talent level than the Texans. Um, Their defense has been playing much better in recent weeks. Uh, Moved from one of the worst defenses in history the first couple months to just below average at this point. Uh, They're 23rd. So, I think we can expect them to be around an average level of defense at this point. I just think they're going to step up big here. Um, Last time they played the Texans, they held Osweiler and this offense pretty well in check. Um, Just barely, you know, over five yards of play when they played in Mexico City. And I think, you know, there's two things. What I'm looking at, a battle of two bad QBs here, but the Raiders are the team with the better weapons on offense. They have the better offensive line. They have um, a big play, threat at receiver, Amari Cooper. I like their running game a little more because of their offensive line. I am worried about, you know, obviously Clowney. He's looking... Like, he's healthy this week, but the Raiders do, like I said, have a good O-line, so they can hopefully contend with him. And, you know, I think Connor Cook might surprise some people here. Um, He has big game experience from his college days at Michigan State. Uh, Not all of it went so well for him, like when they got shut out by Alabama. But I don't think he's going to be – the moment's going to be too much for him here. So I think he'll be able to go out there and play his game. And he might be able to, you know, he he might just be better than Osweiler. I mean, Osweiler is horrendous. So that wouldn't be that big of a surprise. Oakland
0: finished the season seventh in offensive DVOA. Obviously a lot of that had to do with the play of Derek Carr. As Mo noted, 23rd in defense. DVOA on the other side of the ball. We have Houston who finished 3rd. 30th in offense dvoa they performed 21 percent worse than the mean uh and then seventh on defense dvoa so two teams that are pretty much polar opposites in how they approach the game uh brett what about you uh you uh, like mo and myself on oakland is this a small lean heavy lean what are your thoughts
3: I don't really have any heavy leans at all this week. I do like the Raiders here, though. This game is this game's terrible, and I could see either side winning about half the time, so I'll gladly take the points with the Raiders. I think they just win this game in the trenches. I don't know how Houston is going to stop Khalil Mack. They are so bad on the right side of their offensive line, so I think the Raiders are going to get pressure on Osweiler for some bad throws. And on the other side... This Raiders offensive line is elite. I think they're going to give Connor Cook time to hit Cooper and Crabtree, both very, very you – know, I mean, these are guys, these guys are huge playmakers, and and they're going to wake this passing game up early and then rely on Latavius Murray uh, late in the game against a below-average run defense for Houston. So I think the Raiders win an ugly game here, probably something like, I don't know, 20 to 17, 20 to 14, 13. Uh, I think the, the under is pretty solid here too. So uh, that, that's kind of where I'm leaning on this one.
2: I also think the Raiders win outright.
0: Well, that's the thing. If you're if you're picking Oakland here, you, you almost have to... Uh, all the outcomes that you're seeing have to be pretty heavily weighted in Raiders wins. So perhaps... I mean, this isn't... We're not talking super contests here. We're talking straight bets or even parlays or teasers if we want to get into that as well. Because... We're not restricted to the contest, so is, it's fair to say if it's, you know, take the plus 170 or plus plus whatever 165, plus 180, whatever you're going to see in the next couple of days, and and just bet the Raiders to win if that's the side you like as opposed to taking, you know, three and a half or four. That could be the play here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a I, fan of that for sure. That If I'm going to play this game, I, I do think I'm going to take the money line. But I don't, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a heavy lean in this game. I don't think any outcome in this game really surprises me. Although, I guess it would surprise me if the Texans came out and had a big offensive output because it's just been that bad all season. I mean, you you think at some point they're going to turn around? At some point, DeAndre is going to go out there and have a, a hundred yard game or or something's just going to click. But I mean, over a sixteen game sample, we just haven't seen it. And uh, the injury to their backup quarterback being as devastating as it it is is probably a, a harbinger of, of you know things to come once the starters back in there so I'm either gonna take the money line with the Raiders or just stay away from this game completely um, guys if you're courting somebody right now uh, you know don't uh, don't don't put the relationship on the line just for this game I mean it's, it's, it's if you have to miss one playoff game these next couple of weeks, this is the one. So, let's get to a more fun game. I think this game's getting underhyped. I'm pretty excited about this game. It's in the Upper Northwest, so it's a night game in Seattle. The crowd should be going. Uh, the line is eight right now as Detroit travels to Seattle. Uh, if you want to look at money line, the Hawks are minus three fifty. Detroit is plus three o five. So, definitely a discernible dog in Detroit. Uh, and we're split right down the middle in this game. Uh, Brett and Mo are with the uh, majority of the public, 61% of the public, and they're taking the points with the Lions, whereas DP and I are laying the wood with the Hawks. Uh, DP, I guess I'll just keep going in order here. Haven't heard your beautiful voice in a bit. Yeah, I mean, I just... I. The
1: the Lions here, they much like I feel about the Raiders, I feel even worse about the Lions where I just feel like they're kind of spiraling out of control. I mean, they've lost three games straight coming into the playoffs. I don't think that's a good sign at all for any sort of team looking to make a run. Um, I don't think Matt Stafford looks good at all. Ever since he hurt his middle finger on his throwing hand, he he's just been off. Um, I mean, he's been able to get through, but, you know, I don't, I don't like him going into Seattle against that defense, which I think is a shell of itself, but they'll still get up for a big game in the playoffs uh, at home. And I mean, yes, eight's a lot, but I, and I feel like everyone's just like, everyone sees the, the points. They see eight, you know, they see the Lions. They got a good offense, you know, that sort of thing. But I I just honestly don't see it happening. I'm, I'm pretty confident in this pick overall. Um, I mean, the Lions took a big hit. Uh, to their to their passing offense, to their attack when Theo Riddick went out, um, you know, and, and I'm just not I'm not impressed with them at all. I feel like they're just gonna they're gonna get pretty much blown out here, you know. Big big game from Seattle. Uh, Lions defense isn't gonna be able to to hold them hold them in check, and Lions offense isn't gonna be able to stay with them.
0: Yeah, I think this is a lay it or stay away scenario. <laughs> Line opened at seven and a half, and despite again 61 percent of the public. Favoring the Lions, it's moving in the other direction now. At eight, I could see it closing a little bit higher. It's not going to get up to ten. That's that's too much of a key number, and they'd get pounded uh, too much by sharps. But I can see it moving close to nine plus juice. I just don't see. I just don't see much sharp support for a Lions team that the advanced stats community just doesn't support. Twenty seventh in overall DVOA. 15th on offense, but 32nd on defense. And that's what really gives me hope here if I'm going to lay the eight with the Hawks is that the Hawks' offense is what's been real bothersome the last couple of weeks. They look off. They really miss pro size uh, just to give Rawls a nice spell on passing downs. And their offensive line is just a mess. But if there's a team they can put it together against, it's going to be this Lions side. And at home, I mean, they're a completely different animal up in the Pacific Northwest as opposed to any other environment. So, uh, again, I guess Brett, I'm with Brett here. I don't have many heavy leans this weekend, uh, but if I were to play any game, uh, I'm I'm very intrigued by laying eight here with Seattle. Um, Brett, Mo, uh, Brett, you go first. Tell me otherwise. Tell me why. Uh, we should be taking the points with the Lions.
3: Yeah, fading the Hawks here is scary because they have destroyed teams at home for most of the year. But uh, I th- think the Lions are going to be able to score points here. They've been pretty good for most of the year, and that means the Hawks are going to score at least twenty twenty eight points for me to feel comfortable taking them this week. And this offensive line might be the worst in the in the NFL. So I just I'm not sure they can, they're going to be able to do that. Even though this Lions defense has been terrible for the year i just i don't see the 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 hawks putting up 28 points in this game they can't run the ball so it's going to be up to russ who is now without tyler lockett who for most of the year was not a key weapon in the passing game but he came on late in the year he's also a huge weapon in the return game i i don't think the hawks are, are going to be able to score a lot of points in this game so i'm expecting it to stay close and uh i'll take the points i like the number here for the lions at plus eight mo you're up what you got here for
2: detroit well, I kind of see this being a little higher scoring. Um, the Hawks, they their defense is completely different without Earl Thomas. They have not been great. Uh, first game without him, carved up, obviously, by Goat. Uh, the Cards also ripped him to shreds. And then Cap put up 10 yards per play, passing on them. So... Uh, it it hasn't been good it hasn't been good without Earl um their past defense no longer rates as one of the best ones in the league and while the Lions will probably get scored on because their defense isn't very good and Russell Wilson is playing well I think they'll they'll be able to keep up here and if nothing else keep the back door in play um. You know, Stafford, he's been in some playoff games. He, he, This isn't new to him. And as far as the other side of the ball, I mean, I know their defense rates horribly, but uh, they looked pretty competent for a while against the Packers on a must-win spot. Well, almost a must-win spot last week. It must win if they wanted to take the division and not play in this game. So I don't think... You know, it's a total loss cost for them on that end. I mean, if you can look fairly competent against Rodgers, you have a chance against anyone, I suppose. So I actually do really like the Lions here, and I'll definitely be on the plus eight. I don't know. I just,
1: I of course Mo is on the plus eight. You didn't even need him to explain himself. <laughs> Most he's eight. He's just gonna take it. it. Doesn't matter who the hell he's taking.
0: Well, that uh, that won't be uh. The same when we talk about the next game, uh, which, if we move on, we're split split right down the middle there. Uh, Again, any outcome in that game would seem standard except for a Lions blowout. But even the way the Seahawks offense has been performing, I guess it wouldn't be too crazy to see a blowout there. But I don't know, the, the, the thing that really concerns me with the Lions is the lack of vertical attack. In their offense. They throw so much to the line of scrimmage. And they try to dink and dunk you so much. And that's really what the Seahawks are kind of built to stop in that cover three. Uh, They're such good tacklers too. Even on the outside. Lane, Sherman. Those guys are unbelievable tacklers. And of course at the next level, Cam Chancellor is an amazing tackler. So without Earl Thomas, you really want to take some shots downfield. But it's not like the Lions are prone to do that uh, too often. Uh, but if they get some big plays, I, I do think that they could stay in the game. But I, I don't know. I just, I just see the Seahawks really choking the life out of that short passing attack and uh, having some big plays on offense. Um, but fans, we'll see if any of you guys pick that game and uh, can kind of break the tie for us. But let's move on to Sunday slate and a big favorite that Mo is taking and so is everybody else in the collective Uh, I don't know if we're actually laying real American dollars on it, but we've all got the Steelers minus 10 right now on Pinnacle against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, If we want to talk money line, uh, the Dolphins are plus 389. The Steelers are minus 455. Total in the game is 46 as well. It's the highest total on the board. Uh, Mo will keep it with you because you'll apparently you'll never swallow eight, but I guess
2: you're swallowing ten here. Uh, talk about Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm actually not betting this game uh, for sure. I this was a gun to head pick. I don't actually like the Steelers minus ten because I think that's a pretty fair line. Uh, I think I capped this at ten and a half. So. Uh, no real strong feeling either way here the tiebreaker for me was just I can't imagine a scenario where Matt Moore on the road in a playoff game is going to have success so um I guess when I think about all of the probabilities and if they played this game out you know x number of times I definitely can see the Steelers running away with this a decent portion of the time but uh would it surprise me if Miami put up a fight and was able to keep this, you know, make this a game? No, not really. Uh I mean their running game has been good and you know, obviously they crushed the Steelers with it before, but I don't see that being anywhere near the case this week without their healthy offensive linemen. So I don't know. I guess if I absolutely have to take a side, I'm gonna take the Steelers, but um, I don't love this one either way, so no, just coin flip territory for me. Where does
0: this have to fall for you to bet real American dollars on Pittsburgh?
2: I think if Pittsburgh was like under ten, and I mean, I would take the, I would take Pittsburgh at the opener probably, minus seven and a half. Um, oh yeah, come on. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't mind the Steelers at all at that opening number, but can't do it. Once it hits ten and passes ten, I'm not really
0: into it. As soon as Pinnacle hung seven and a half, I tweeted this, and I I do I mean I would have done it if it was actually physically possible. Just tease the Steelers with every single game next year, like <laughs> all 200 and whatever NFL games. The ultimate teaser wheel. How often do the Steelers
2: not cover one and a half? <laughs> like, 5% of yeah, the that, would, that would be a great spot to tease, 100%. <laughs>
0: uh, Brett, we'll go in inverse order of the first couple. Uh, you two have the Steelers, heavy lean, small lean. What you got?
3: Nah, small lean again. 10 points is a lot, but I think it's pretty fair here. Miami's defense is pitiful. They got steamrolled for 66 points the last two weeks. They somehow allowed 38 points to the Ravens on the road a few weeks before that. And now they get to travel to Pittsburgh to face arguably the best offense in the AFC. So I, mean, I can't see the Dolphins winning this game. I don't see it falling in the range of outcomes. And Pittsburgh could win by 30 with Bell and Brown both going off. So I'll eat the number. I don't love it, but there's no way I would touch the Dolphins after the way they got manhandled on the road last week against another great offense. So, uh, yeah, I I, I don't lo- I don't love it, but I would, like Bo like said, gun to head, I would take the Steelers here. I
0: know
1: somebody got manhandled
3: at home last week. I know somebody with a. Oh yeah, that's that's right. It was at home last week.
2: One more thing. uh, One more thing. I do I do want to throw in there that I forgot about is uh, that kind of pushed me to the Steelers is two two of Miami's starting secondary are DNPs so far in practice Uh, Byron Maxwell and uh, Bakari Rambo so without your top secondary guys Pittsburgh's probably not the team you want to face so I I don't see how they can possibly corral Antonio Brown with backups I mean everyone has a tough enough time with uh, starters
0: yeah Miami has been hurt they're very hurt last week Uh, I believe seven of their 11 starters on opening day did not dress on defense last week and talking about that secondary they've been without uh, Rashad Jones since the last time these two teams met when the Dolphins won outright, thirty to fifteen. Uh, yeah, at this team is not healthy right
2: yeah. now. I mean, they were once somewhat interesting, but uh, at this point, it's just tough. DP, you got a heavy lean here. I know you hate. <laughs> yes,
1: all in. I'm I'm <laughs> betting real American dollars on the Steelers. I do not care. This Miami is a joke of a team. You, everyone, everyone that wants to argue for Miami is just going to point to the fact that they beat the Steelers thirty to fifteen way back in week five or six. Sorry, that was the biggest trap game. I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, it just—it's the four and one Steelers coming into Miami to play a one and four outfit that looked like hell to start the season, and the Steelers had the Patriots the next week. And let's not forget that Ben Roethlisberger uh, basically broke his leg in the second quarter and was was just a complete shell of himself. I mean, everyone, it, Ben, you know, smartly, I have to you know tip my cap to to Mike Tomlin because you know I was. You know, I was surprised he did this. It was, it's definitely the right move. But he sat his starters, which Mike Tomlin, I, I could totally see him just playing everyone balls out because that guy's a total idiot. Um, but yeah, he sat everyone last week, so they're gonna come in fresh and relaxed. You know, the 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 heavy hitters on the Steelers' offense. Uh, that's a that's what we're betting on here, really. Um, I mean, they basically had a bye week last week, so they couldn't be coming in fresher. They're in their home stadium. Miami is just way too banged up. I just this spot for Miami just looks absolutely atrocious. I'm gonna lay it all, you know. I actually have a, a little bit of a weird bet on where if the Dolphins win, I actually win money. But, but that's was made like in week six. So yeah. What's what's the how, bet? how sharp are the Yeah, go ahead. What's uh, bet? I had looped in on Twitter, I had looped in the Ravens uh with the the Dolphins the Jets and the Titans like that similar sort of team um they're very much overrated and you know all this sort of crap and a bunch of people called me out on the Ravens and the bet was made where they have the Ravens to win a playoff game I had the other three teams to win a playoff game so the only team that made it to the playoffs was the Dolphins so now <laughs> the Dolphins win the playoff game I'm gonna win a bet but whatever who really cares the Dolphins are going to get absolutely rolled here. But you know what? If the, Dolphins, if the Dolphins happen to win, which the Dolphins will never win this game. The only thing that's going to happen is the Steelers are going to somehow lose it. Like they're going to fumble the ball four times or do something completely stupid. Ben Roethlisberger could get hurt again. That sort of thing's going to happen. If that happens and the Dolphins win, they're going to have to go to New England next week. And I will take so much pleasure... In that game, it would be unbelievable. It would be absolutely unbelievable if they happen to win and go into 2 winning one and just get blown out by 50.
0: Brett, go ahead with what,
3: what you were going to say. Yeah, I was just going to say: how sharp are the Steelers? You know, they lose back in week five, which jumpstarts the Dolphins season. The Dolphins make the playoffs. Now the Steelers host the Dolphins instead of like the Broncos. Just one step ahead of the league, always.
0: Tom- Tomlin, sharp, sharper than the
1: Devils.
3: <laughs> I was that so guy. surprised
1: Tomlin sat everyone. I was, I was surprised. I just thought he was going to be his total blockhead itself and play it people. Probably, it probably wasn't his call. <laughs> <Blockhead>. <laughs> yeah, they were like, listen, you're at, t- Tomlin is a blockhead. That guy is an idiot. Blockhead. He's the best at looking cool on the sidelines, but other than that, I mean.
0: How many times did you watch a Charlie Brown Christmas to be dropping blockheaded? <laughs> Listen, you know what I mean. He's just got no. He's got cement for brains. That guy.
1: He's <laughs> I'm got M- for M and M for brains in Tennessee and cement for brains up in Pittsburgh. Why are you? We of course, you're rooting for the Dolphins. Guys, bro. Of course, We
2: need the Dolphins. Oh, Let's why do we go need, Dolphins?
1: the Dolph- Oh, you need the Dolphins. Chiefs. It's got to kind of Chiefs. Fade, fade Steelers.
2: Yeah, then Chiefs get a free pass to the Patriots and in the. Uh, I mean, it'll make next week the worst week to watch ever, and playoff for any conference I guess because it will just be two horrible games but I'll take it I mean, the best the apocalypse... is that the Patriots
1: are going to have to play the Raiders
3: the Texans or the Dolphins which is God's, we think these lines are big yeah, I was gonna and say you guys was... are trying to tell me last week didn't mean anything for this for the Patriots come on look how look how this sets up for them what do you, it... no, no we didn't say it didn't
0: mean anything we said it meant you did. more you did no you said it meant nothing to the Patriots
1: no, I said because, it meant more. It meant something mm-hmm. to the Patriots, yes, to get number one, but it didn't mean as much because of what Oakland, like how they, could, they were set up right now.
0: It doesn't okay. matter. You're losing to the Chiefs at home anyway. It's, it's been preordained for weeks now. <laughs> it's been predetermined, okay. Yeah. I won't watch that week then. Yeah, you might as well you know, take a vacation. The last game on the board, we've got a lone wolf here, and it's your boy. Two fingers point I can't believe. I can't believe I'm a lone wolf here. The line is four and a half in Lambda. I can't believe you're a lone wolf either. The Giants uh are getting the four and a half against the Packers, and you you idiots are all on the Giants. I don't understand. They're a they're a better team.
3: <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay.
0: Great. I'll take goat and I'll be a lone wolf and uh you guys can back uh whatever that is. Wearing blue, red, and white, Brett, you you're you're boisterous there. I'll let you lead it off. Tell me why I'm wrong. You've Tell been, me you've why you've been you're...
3: touting this. You've been touting this Giants defense all year. All of a sudden, they're just something. Really?
0: I love the Giants defense, but not against Goat, and especially when their pass defense is a bit banged up. Uh, Lanny Collins sat last week. um, Oh, no, he didn't. I apologize. He played last week. But he played injured last week. I mean, their run defense is, is really their strength. Damon Harrison, I, I I believe I saw a stat where he had uh, the most run stops in the league since J.J. Watt of a couple of years ago. I mean, this team is built to beat the Cowboys and kind of negate a strong offensive line and, and running push. But I don't know. I, I think Rodgers can just have his way with any team that you throw at him. Uh, save for last year's Bronco team in Denver. And four and a half just seems like peanuts to me.
3: I don't know. Rodgers was really bad when they met earlier this year. And I know that was back in October when uh, this offense was not where it is right now. But I think this Giants defense has the personnel to neutralize Rodgers. And we know the Packers can't run the football efficiently. So I think I can see them holding the Packers under 20 points in this game. The Packers scored 23 in the first meeting. This this really comes down to Eli Manning, though, of course. I mean, I hate taking this guy on the road, but I think he can do enough against this defense to move the ball and put points on the board. Beckham, Beckham's obviously going to be the X factor here. Only only 5 for 56 in the first meeting. They have to put the ball in his hands this week, and I expect them to. This Packers defense, you can beat them over the middle of the field, and I think they will. I've got the Giants winning a close one here, so I like the money line. I think if the Packers get to 20, they cover. <laughs> I, think, you could, I mean, obviously that, that could happen, but I, I think the Giants can score points this week.
0: I think the, the Giants' offense is that bad. Uh, Mo, what you got on the G-man?
2: You're sick, Brett, and I like it. Um, I think, like Brett said, <clears throat> the big key here is Odell. Uh, the The Packers just don't have anybody who can match up with him. They've been absolutely atrocious against uh, WR1s this year. They They can't cover top receivers, and... If you can't cover top receivers, the, the Giants are probably one of the last teams you want to play. Odell is one of those guys who can single-handedly like he's like Antonio Brown. He he can single-handedly just body slam your defense and and just beat you. And as bad as Eli is, and I'm probably one of the biggest Eli detractors out there, like all he's got to do is just chuck the ball somewhere near Odell and I good things will probably happen on offense. Now, I don't know how they are going to block Clay Matthews since every time I watch this O-line, I know you guys tell me that they grayed out on PFF well, but that left tackle got absolutely abused in the first matchup. And unless they're going to have to make some adjustments there and give him some help. But, uh, man... I know we always laugh about having balance, and like we always make fun of these coaches who want to establish the run. But uh, against really good defenses, you do need balance. Really good defenses are going to pick you apart if they know what's coming. And uh, you guys were definitely right about this Giants defense from square one. They ended up being great. Uh, I think they're number two in the league now. And the Packers don't have a running game. So I don't know. I mean, man, Rodgers is playing some – he is scary good right now. And it's going to hurt me to fade him, but I think I'm going to have to here.
3: This Giants secondary is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, Eli Apple. Man, Eli Apple. That dude can – he just stepped into
3: pro football and just balled out from day one. Yeah. I mean, Jenkins, DRC, Collins, all these guys are having phenomenal seasons. And
2: Collins gets a pick a week.
3: (laughs) I mean, is he now the defensive player of the year? They're just This defense is awesome. I just keep going back to the
0: fact that every really great defensive team has only had success in the playoffs when they've been paired with an equally at least competent running game. And the Giants don't have that. Uh, if you look at like NFL teams, they kind of run in multiple categories, right? Like Great pass offense, great pass defense is the ultimate elixir right but it's a unicorn we only see it every so often even even the great Seahawks teams the great Patriots teams like they, they those weren't unicorn teams where they did both things phenomenally well uh, and usually one of the teams that you see have the most success is the good defense good running teams the Jets come to mind in the mid2000s when the defense was really good and the offensive line was just a bunch of monsters. And they were to run the ball at will on basically any team they played. And the Giants can't do that. The Giants, their offensive line ranks 24th in run blocking. Their rush offense DVOA remains at the bottom of the league at 26th. And Eli is an idiot. So I just, I don't see the Giants playing complimentary football to their defense and having much success. DP, you haven't rung in yet. Uh, Give us your take.
1: Eli is an idiot. That guy is beyond an idiot. But I think that works in his favor in this case. I've said this before about Eli Manning, but sometimes he's so dumb to just not get sucked into the situation or the surroundings. Uh, in this case, I think a lot of quarterbacks would just turtle going into Lambeau for a playoff game against the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. But Eli Manning is, he's just, he's going to be out there slinging it. Yeah, he could really screw this up. Don't get me wrong. But please, Eli, just get the ball. To Odell Beckham and let him do his thing if Odell Beckham doesn't have nine catches for 110 yards and one touchdown then there's something completely wrong or he was just still on the boat in Miami um I just you know I just that's that's that might be the biggest thing that gives me a bit of pause here is the fact that half the Giants team didn't get on the team plane and went down to Miami I mean that just seems weird to do even on an off day but it I means the playoffs so what, what are you guys doing um, but I think that four and a half is too much here. I think this should just be a stone three or three and a half, and uh I'm gonna take the points. I
0: had this I had this at six. I just I don't know. Maybe I'm just blinded by Aaron Rodgers' eliteness, his greatness. But I, I just don't I think we're think- gonna
1: see an Aaron Rodgers fourth quarter like last drive game winning touchdown type of thing.
0: Well, Which is great you say- for
1: your Aaron Rodgers narrative, but because if they're losing, is what I mean. Oh. Like drive down to to get the game winning touchdown or game winning field goal, win by you know two.
0: I mean, why did the Giants win last week? I, I, I mean, the Packers yeah, that's got
1: another in. thing you said. Landon Collins played last week,
0: hurt. Why was he playing? Yeah, like what are they doing? Mac a dumbass. They're trying to keep Kirk Cousins out of the playoffs, bruh. They could
1: have went to Miami for a whole week, the week beforehand, not (laughs) even shown up in Washington, had a party, and then been like, "Okay, let's go, let's get ready for the playoffs." But no, they play everyone, they beat the Redskins for no reason, and then they get on a plane to Miami. It makes no sense what they're doing there, but they look good, I guess. I don't know.
0: Brett brought up the money line there. That'd be plus one eighty eight in favor of the Giants. You got to lay two dollars and ten cents. If you want to back Green Bay on the money line, anybody that's have the bet of the week. Giant,
3: Giants money line, bet it. Wow,
0: Giants
1: wow, Super
3: wow. Bowl win, bet it. I think the
2: Super Bowl, Bowl,
1: the Super Bowl winner or the Super Bowl NFC candidate comes out of this matchup.
0: That's my. Yeah. Pick. I, thought you were Falcons, it, bruh. I thought you were Falcons, bro. I thought
1: you were Falcons, bro. i Yeah, but I'm. I'm giving up on the Falcons because I. I like these two teams. I actually thought one of these two teams wouldn't make it into the playoffs.
0: Very very interesting. I uh, I think either Dallas or Atlanta represents the NFC, but I obviously, my my heart throbs for Aaron Rodgers. And speaking of the Super Bowl, before we get out of here, it may be too late to uh, to grab some futures because these future prices are absurd this time of the year. I mean, some of the numbers they hang are uh, are embarrassing. But let's go around the horn if there's any future bets that you are interested in. I mean, the one that I was the most interested in was the Chiefs when they were 20-1 to at the beginning of December. I have a a tweet thread with myself that I'm going to just keep updating as their odds keep getting shorter and shorter. Uh, But let's go in finishing order. So, Mo, you are up first. If you had to choose one future right now, uh, which one would you back?
2: Give me the Packers. I know right. I'm picking the Giants, but uh, 11 Packers are almost 11 to one. They have worse odds than the Seahawks, which doesn't make an ounce of sense to me. They're clearly playing better football than the Seahawks. Where at this point. where are you seeing 11? Yeah, one where do you see? Yeah.
1: I see I see nine to one, and yeah, I also I see don't see them. Ha- I see class. them having better. I'm looking at the lines in Vegas.
2: I'm looking at uh, Pinnacle's futures. Under the specials tab, uh, they're they're hanging them a little lower than the Seahawks right now. So, I mean, I would t- definitely take the Packers at this price. Um, like Donnie, I see the Packers winning a close game against the Giants. So, ideally, they will squeak by that and uh, get you to your eleven to one, despite not covering against the Giants. So, yeah, I-, I do like the Packers though. I think they are underpriced at that. At that price,
0: yeah, there it is on Pinnacle it's plus ten sixty nine. I'm seeing the same thing across Vegas. I'm seeing nines, eights, and sevens. But Pinnacle, Pinnacle, uh, you know, putting themselves out there a little bit, hanging the Packers a little higher. Maybe they love that uh, that uh, plus one eighty eight as well on the Giants this week. Uh, Donnie, you would be up next. Where's your super going? Or your uh, future Gi- going? Giants eighteen to one in Vegas plus 1792 on pinnacle as well so 18 to 1 yeah there you go do you have nightmares of eli manning beating tom brady again in the super bowl
1: no but everyone in new england does it's hilarious listening to new england sports radio uh on a daily basis because they do not want to face the giants they just think it's this this ultimate curse i think it would be a great story for the nfl if you get you have a lot of potential great stories you could have Dallas versus New England is a, just a you know two huge markets. You could have Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Um, you could have uh, the Giants uh, versus the Patriots. Either way, there that one could result in a good one. Whereas you have the Giants are just you know the ultimate kryptonite for the Patriots, and they win three Super Bowls, and the Patriots don't win any. Or you could see Bill Belichick and Tom Brady finally getting over the hump to beat. The Giants team, who actually has a good defense as well, which is a good thing because that's what beat the Patriots uh, mostly the last time is the way that they handled the Patriots' offense uh, with their defense.
0: I don't get what people are seeing in this Giants team. I really don't. <laughs> I think the- it's just what like what happened last time they won the
1: two Super Bowls. They just caught lightning in a bottle at the right time. There, there, for whatever reason, that seems to work. Like, it, you know, it just like people just get clicking together. They have a good defense, like you've always said all season long. And then on offense, they can just get clicking. Like Eli Manning can just get right. And he can just start throwing to his weapons and it can just work. Eight and three in the playoffs, Eli. Yeah, you just catch lightning in a bottle, you know? Like no one looks at no one looks at, at the Green Bay Packers and says, like, oh, they have this amazing all-around team. Like it's all about the offense and Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is just playing his ass off for these last eight games. Like he's on fire right now. So if he makes a run to the Super Bowl, are they the best team? In the NFC, probably not, but you know, it's just it's just playing your best at the right time, you know, and it, it, a
0: lot of that works out in their favor. I mean, if you if you just go back two weeks ago at Philadelphia Thursday night football and just put on that tape, like that team can't win a Super Bowl. Like they're just not very good at football. <laughs> yeah,
1: but the, the ball was also glued to David Tyree's head, like at one point. I mean, it,
0: that shit happens, okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh Brett. That was an a loom your... spot. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, Eagles was full of loom. I'll give you that. Brett, give us your future.
3: Yeah, I've got Giants 18 to 1 for sure. I love that. Uh what's more was most discouraging though is I had before the season we we uh laid out our our best Super Bowl futures and I I liked the Texans at I think 35 to 1 and now they've made the playoffs and they're fucking 90 to 1 so that's, <laughs> that's awesome. so great that's so that's great awesome. that's so brutal but i, di- I didn't bet it thankfully because I, I would still hate my 35 to 1 right now but yeah I just that just wanted to point that
1: out in that game
2: do we know it's like 37 it's the lowest total since 2012 amazing
1: 36 and a half jesus
2: <laughs> fire the speaking over, of right? 37 <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I think know. you have <laughs> to bet the over. I mean, I don't I know. Yeah. You, I still kind of gotta, have the under.
2: <laughs> you got to fire the over. Yeah. Speaking of 37, that's the price I got Oakland at. RIP. RIP, most <laughs> Yeah, that's country.
3: brutal. Is
0: that why you're trying to talk yourself into Connor Cook? You were really optimistic about Connor Cook earlier in this podcast. Yeah, big game I, experience in
1: college. What are you talking about? I,
0: I let it slip because I don't watch any unprofessional, but like, come on, Connor Cook. <laughs> It's won a lot of big games.
2: Won a lot of big games.
1: <laughs> yeah, in college they don't play any defense.
2: Yeah, not allowed they, to play They do defense. in the Big Ten. They do in the Big Ten. Uh,
0: I don't like any of these futures, to be honest. I would probably... Why Why are the Falcons below the Steelers and the Packers who are playing this week? Like, just fire... What is that? 19-2? to 2? Just fire the yeah, that's the uh, just simple
1: map probability. Yeah. You play less games.
3: Yeah, yeah. Just fire. You're already, one and a half. You're
1: already in the next round. Like you're guaranteed and, to be there.
3: Yeah, and at home. Yeah, that's yeah, weird.
0: They're, they're guaranteed to play every single game indoors in the playoffs. Which Falcons suits them are very
2: well. The Falcons are seven to one. What are you talking about?
0: I'm seeing nineteen to two on. Uh, on a Same. website right here, in Vegas.
3: So it, it seems like Pinnacle loves Atlanta and hates Green Bay. Is yeah. like well, it that seems-
2: probably means you guys should go fire Atlanta ASAP. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they. it doesn't make sense. The, the yeah, Steelers- I mean, they're,
1: they're slightly worse than the Steelers. They're 9.5 to 1. Steelers are 9 to 1. Packers are 9 to 1 as well. This is on Vegas Insider, which is consensus around Vegas, which just seems out of control to me.
0: Aren't the Falcons and the Steelers the exact same team, except the Falcons do everything better? And play indoors. Yes. And have home field advantage until the NFC Championship game. <laughs> so, those are our futures. We got two, two people on the Giants. Mo is firing. Who are you firing again? Pack. I'm on the pack. Moe's firing the pack. I'm firing. The Falcons at nine and a half to one. Quick recap of the show and our picks. DP is a lone wolf on Houston. We're split right down the middle in the night game on Saturday. Brett and Mo are taking the eight points with the Lions. DP and I are laying the wood. The Steelers are a consensus pick at minus ten, but DP's really got the only heavy lean uh, on the minus ten Huge line there. And then I'm a lone wolf on the GOAT himself, Aaron Rodgers, minus 4.5 against the Giants on Sunday. I just don't think Eli has whatever that magic is that he's bottled in the playoffs previously. I don't think he's going to unleash it in the 2017 playoffs. And that's the wild card round. Send your picks to at gridiron gamble on twitter or gridiron gamble podcast at gmail.com we'll do the raffle next week be sure to follow these guys on twitter we've got at brett colson co at donnie underscore peters and at mo Nuwara N U W W A R A H. best of luck in your betting ventures this weekend okay real quick I'll are we around the horn go
2: ahead are bro. we firing top picks around the horn yeah
0: that's what I wanted to do uh, again. Terrible hosting. Uh, best pick this week. Well, again, we'll go in order. To finish, Mo.
2: You're up first. Give me the Raiders. Taking the Raiders. Money line spread spread. Uh, plus four, probably since it's a nice number. But don't hate money line at all. Even on the podcast,
0: Mo takes the line that's n- that's not even on the board right now.
2: It was last night when I did the my yeah. cast. It. Yeah.
3: It was first thing this morning, too, and now it's dropping again.
0: Mo, always looking for an edge, even with the hot on. Still, I'd still take plus three and a half for sure. DP, what you got? Hawk Steelers, Giants teaser. Well, uh, see, that's where I was going to go next. But
3: uh, Brett? See, I don't get tricky with all that crap. Just give me the Giants money line. <laughs> I like uh, that, too. Giants and, money line. Let's go.
0: And I... Uh, I you like can Giants the,
1: money line with Steelers money line or Seahawks money line parlay. I like
0: that, and I like uh, I like the Raiders plus the points or money line as my favorite bet. Followed by followed very closely by goat minus anything less than six points in Lambeau in a playoff game. Who blows? Who blows that three team parlay before we uh, play the outro music? Who 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 of the Steelers? Well, I guess talking to you guys it's the Packers the Packers, Packers have to yeah they have to blow that three team yeah. parlay anybody else any chance that the Steelers or the Seahawks lose well the Steelers could blow a three team teaser that I was talking about yeah
2: three team see the Hawks I could see the Hawks possibly losing but yeah I doubt it you you, you have
0: Giants Foles. Uh so that's it best of luck to your To you and your betting ventures, apologies for the poor hosting. I'll be back in the studio next week and sounding better and back in America. But until then, peace.